Good evening. This is Julie, Julie and the Red Jeep Girl. It is about 1233 here in Oklahoma, and I have some exciting news to share with you guys. I wanted to let you guys know I've moved my podcast from Transistor.fm over to Anchor, and there will be some more advertisements, uh, but they're good ones, and I wouldn't promote them if I didn't stand by them. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for listening as always. I'm so excited to give you guys a, I don't know if I would call it an update. (laughs) Um, as always, you know, this is a hobby and I love it and I enjoy it immensely and being able to share my knowledge or what I am learning thus far. I'm not a professional when it comes to automotive stuff. I'm sharing with you my journey as for, how things go about in my life and and with my car and everything. And so that's what I'm going to do and keep on doing. So as of right now, I haven't gotten a whole lot done on the red. Um, She is drivable. I almost want to be kind of hateful and salty right now, but that is why I'm doing a restoration is to re-edify myself to to share what I've learned from a firsthand basis, the ups and downs, that the legitimate costs, the struggles, the frustration. So maybe you don't have to go through those things as well. Almost dropped my phone. Sorry, guys. So um, let me think about where we are going to get started tonight. And I'm probably going to, well, I'm going to start with this. Um, if you haven't, go over and visit my website, julianiman.com. If you're feeling generous, please donate at julianiman.com slash donate. Uh, we are still reorganizing our Shopify store as well as preparing to put all of my wood burning on there. Being as due to COVID, I cannot necessarily be out and about in the public with my compromised immune system and neither really can my son a whole lot. So, um, yeah, uh, so that's one thing. And then, uh, I'm going to share a funny little story here in a minute about, uh, what happened on my grandparents' farm yesterday. You guys will get a kick out of that. And also the other thing I wanted to promote was if you haven't been to it on my website, julianiman.com under the home button, there's this thing called awesome affiliates and go to the moldtestcompany.com. Uh, I have a link there. If you go there, you can get an air filter test for your home to test the air quality of your home. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you to do that. Um, what else? Um, I think that's it for now. I'm going to get started with this story, and we're going to dive right back in uh, to, okay, tonight we are discussing the importance of coolant flushes and checking your radiator and everything. And so I'm going to share this story and then we will dive right into that. So, hmm, I stay at my grandma's every couple of nights here and there and I was up with a rescue bunny that she has. We, we first named her Moonlight, and everyone was just like, that's too long of a name. Then we shortened it down to Olive, and she's adorable. She's a little black bunny, but her belly is white, and she's got little white tan tufts in her. Oh, my gosh, she's so adorable. Anyway, so I was up with her at 4 a.m. feeding her and just 
just loving on her and just making sure she's okay. We, uh, m one of my, my grandmother's dog had chased her out of her nest and she's a baby, baby bunny. And she, he had her in his mouth and we were able to get her out of his mouth and she was terrified and shaken up. And so we watched her for the first 24 hours to make sure she didn't have any, like she didn't have any teeth marks or anything on her, but we had to make sure that he didn't like hurt her inside. So we had to watch for swelling in her abdomen. And after the first 24 hours, she seemed to calm down. And I think it was more shock than anything. And she started eating and drinking and was doing really, really well. And, um, my grandmother has just kind of turned her into a house pet, <laughs> but let me tell you guys, she loves my grandmother. She is just the cutest little rabbit. Um, so, but I get, I get done with her feeding schedule and I go to sleep and my grandmother wakes me up and she's just like, Julie, the pigs are down the hill and across the road. And I was just, and I'm just kind of disoriented. I'm like, wait, where am I? And, and it registers with me. And I'm like, pigs, we have seven out at her farm. And I was just like, oh no. And so I haul it to, to get clothes on. And she's like, get in the car, go down there. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I get to the backyard to get my car. And here is the biggest pig. And I can't remember the name for him, but looks like a giant Wilbur, <laughs> if, you, if you know what I'm talking about, and uh, let's call him Bacon, Bacon, and then I'm just like, hi, excuse me, what you doing out here, and he turns around, looks like he, he'd been caught in doing something wrong, because I'm like, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be in your pen, sir, and I'm talking to him, and here rolls around the co corner, uh, extra hashtag extra bacon is what I'm going to call this one. Hashtag extra bacon. It's just like, what you guys doing out here? Is this where, is this where the, uh, the, the meeting is happening? And I was just like, Oh great. There's two of them. And at this point I have no idea how many more of these monstrosities, their biggins are loose roaming around outside of their pen. Thankfully it was just the two of them, but if, if there was ever a time to have like, I don't know, a, that, that banjo song or like the country fiddles playing in the background, it would have been yesterday morning. I'm chasing these pigs back to their pen. Here comes my uncle driving up the driveway, yelling at the pigs, doing the pig call to get them back to their pen. And he pulls up and they run over and they get the buckets of feed because all I had was I had corn feed, but it was like the really like it was more like a dust for like mash or something. Yeah, it wasn't going well. <laughs> and so I get them calmed down and we get them in their pen and I check on our baby chicks because we have 12 of those that are little babies and I turned the I turned the light off their heat lamp. We turned that on at night and I turned that off, made sure they're doing okay. And the dog is like trying to get in the in the, the cage with me or into the coop area with me to I'm sure he just wanted to look at the little chickens. I'm sure that's what that was about. No, he didn't want to eat them. A liar. I know what he was trying to do. He needed to back off because mm -mm, no, those are baby chickens. 
So I'm like trying to like side eye this dog to make sure he doesn't attack the chickens. And I feed the chickens. I'm like, okay, whoo, crisis averted. Yay, we can calm down. Well, my, I hope my grandmother get um, get situated and she gets dressed and we have a little bit of lunch because while I was up with Bunny Rabbit, I did um, I did a uh, I got tortilla soup going in her slow cooker, and that was good. And we decided uh, there's not a lot of people at Atwoods. It's going to be the safest time for us to go. You guys already know that I don't leave my house unless I absolutely, absolutely have to. And so her and I, we got suited up, masks and everything to go out and about. And we went to Atwoods and we thought we were going to go a few other places. But uh, I guess, bless her heart, this I think this girl was new. She had had an issue with the register. There was a malfunction. And we didn't have a ton of stuff, and but the way it was, they couldn't, like, clear clear the register to start over. It had to have, like, multiple manu uh, manager overrides. And so uh, this is not a complaint. I just want to say thank you to the essential workers who are working right now because you're able to help us get... <laughs> oh, thank you for letting... Not letting... <laughs> For selling my grandmother nine baby guineas, they are going to sound so beautiful in 12 weeks. I just know they are going to sound so pretty and precious and everything. Uh, if you guys haven't ever, ever listened to what a guinea sounds like, um, look it up and you'll feel my pain. All right. Let's keep going with this train wreck. So, um, no. No. Uh, it was, but it was exhausting. It was tiring for her. Um, and this is the grandmother who I've, uh, I lost my grandpa at the beginning of August. And so I, I social distance mainly so I can, uh, not just for my immune system, but mainly so I can be with her at this time and, and be out there and go on these <laughs> pig chasing adventures <laughs> Oh man, it it, it, sh it definitely shakes up our days, <laughs> which we all need a little humor right now. So we finally get to leave Atwoods. We've got nine guineas. We've got equipment for the other animals. We are good to go. We get home. Everything is blessedly okay. Everyone is good. Animals are fed. Chickens are happy. The dog gets fed again, so he doesn't keep eyeballing the chickens. And so, yeah, it was a it was a fun time. It was a good time. So, up next, we're going to talk about why it's important to flush your coolant system. And I exited off my notes, so let me pull those back up. And so... Now, two of the biggest factors of having your coolant system flush is because um, it doesn't need to be changed as often as your oil or anything, but you do want to flush your coolant. I can't remember how long, but um, 
So rust and other dirt particles can build up because of the wear down of the coolant in the system uh, over a period of time, especially if you're, if you're driving it for extremely long amounts of times and everything. Um, most of the time you want to follow your owner's manual or have it drained about every 100,000 miles, roughly three years. Um, if you, if you do a hundred thousand miles, <laughs> if you do a hundred thousand miles in your vehicle a year, uh, bless you. I wish you well in that endeavor. <laughs> no, I have a, I have a friend who does long hauls, so I'm just poking fun at him. Um, about every three years for your daily driver is how often you want to do your coolant flush. And, um, depending on the age of your vehicle, uh, every 10 years or well, not even more than 10 years, uh, as far as your radiator breaking down or having clogs or anything, uh, 10 ish years probably could go, could get away with more, but some people are like, Oh, just whenever it wears out, it wears out. And if you hear noises in the background, that is my cat and it is raining. We have a huge storm coming in at about four in the morning. So if you hear a lot of rain, it's storming or my cat is just being obnoxious. So uh, I just, uh, so yeah, back to the coolant flush. We are on my car. Um... I had an overheating issue yet again, even though we just replaced the thermostat. And so I checked underneath the radiator cap, which is one of the first things you want to do. And I, I'm going to break down those steps. So if not hiccuping though. So if you want to check your, your coolant and everything, you want to take your radiator cap off when the car is cold and it has not been turned on yet. And I'm going to tell you my very special story here in a second. So, <laughs> so with the coolant, um, when that system is under pressure after being driven, it is very hot. It can cause major burns, super bad burns. So that is why you always check your coolant when your engine is cold and it either hasn't been started for the day or it's sat for quite a while, that, that pressure needs to calm down. That heat needs to retract and cool off and become a less temperature. And the reason why I am discussing that is I had a very, very, not the first time it happened to me, but a very firsthand experience last week. And this is another thing sorry about that i hit the wrong button so another thing i cannot stress enough in my firsthand experience not the first time but firsthand experience um so if last week i did and i have it on my tiktok you can follow me at julieandtheread.com it's separated by by i believe periods anyway uh or just search hashtag julieandtheread um I decided to clean the throttle body on my car and I do that as routine maintenance. Why? Because that butterfly flap on the throttle body, you can do this one of two ways. You can take the throttle body completely off, 
which is a little bit more of a hassle. I suggest you do that every two years or so. Um, and again, that is very much dependent on how much you're driving and how much you're just absolutely in love with taking care of your vehicle for yourself. Um, you know, we don't have carburetors on vehicles anymore, but you still have things that you want to clean on a regular, on a semi-regular basis and the throttle body being one. Because if the throttle body gets clogged up, uh, much like with a radiator or anything else in your car, it's going to, it's going to cause a slowdown in the healthy running of your vehicle. So, um, in the throttle body, there is a little butterfly flap, and um, if it's a manual, like if you press on the gas pedal and there's a spring that pulls that fly op that butterfly flap open, and that's what helps you to get air and, and, to, and to rev your engine, essentially. So I, um, I'm getting ready to take off the, uh, I'm going to call it the snorkel because I can't remember the technical term right now, but um, I took the snorkel off <laughs> from, from the air filter. You know, I was unlatching it, but here's the deal, guys. There was one of my latches undone and two of the screws that clamp the hose to the throttle body and to the air filter, those were already loose, super loose, and I have no idea why they were loose. Um, it had already looked like someone else had already tampered with my car, and so this is... I didn't check, and this is the mistake I made, I didn't check the rest of my vehicle to see if anything else had been messed with, guys. So, I just thought, that's weird, maybe, sure, there's no way it could have happened from the car rattling or anything like that, I was, but I was just like, well, you know, just trying to explain it away. And so, I, I go about my business, I clean my snorkel, and I clean... I cleaned the butterfly flap and it really wasn't that bad, but it's always good to just take your air intake off and, and just look in there and and just make sure that it's relatively clean. And so I used mass airflow sensor cleaner and I clean I put it on a rag and I, I very uh very controllingly rubbed it inside there to pull as much grime and, and dirt and stuff out because and this is why I say carefully is because if it's on a manual spring, you have to push that spring open with one hand and then shove the rag in with your others. And if you let go of that spring, you are going to snap a finger off. <laughs> uh, don't let it scare you, but just be smart and be, you know, pay attention to what you're doing and it'll go by just fine. It'll go by completely okay. So... I clean it, I put it back together, and I use it to run an errand the next day, and I go to Sonic before I go home, and, um, and I'm sitting there, and my car starts overheating, and I'm like, it is hot, and I have the AC on low, why is it overheating? So I turn the AC off, and I pop the hood, and I go, like, the car is running, and I'm just like, what is... Or no, 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 I turned the car off. I turned the car off. 
turned the car off, and I had already, at that point, I had given it about five minutes, and I'm just like, okay, so I'm making sure everything is tight lid-wise, you know, on, on my brake fluid, on this, on that, and I go to touch the radiator cap, and I tighten it, and it spins off, and it just erupts coolant everywhere. But it was loose, guys. And I'm surprised that it wasn't loose enough to be overflowing fluid out of it. That is what still has me baffled. So, I let it throw its fit because it erupts like a freaking volcano. I am lucky I did not get burned. Um, please be careful when you're checking your lids and stuff after your engine has been hot. I, I had every, I was just thinking, just, you know, oh, it's just a little loose, I'm just gonna eh, tighten it and everything, and nothing else was disconnected, nothing else was loose, but three weeks ago I noticed I had a spark plug kind of loose. That could have been from, you know, rattle, so that kind of makes me question what I need to look at as far as, you know, for one, this is one theory, Someone is trying to mess with my car. I don't have, uh, so my, my advice to you guys is make sure you lock up and take all of your valuables out of your car every single night. I know you're tired, I know it's a struggle, but guys, a, a, a car can be so easily manipulated. And we do our best to make sure that they're secure and that you know, our valuables do stay locked in them as much as possible, but there's some things that, you know, don't leave your purse, don't leave your wallet, don't leave weapons, just don't. Don't leave those things in your cars. It, it's it's going to cost you too much because I had a friend year before last who had her car broken into as she was working, and she had equipment in her car, and when she went to file it with the insurance that it had gotten stolen they were like oh that's with your homeowner's insurance and she was like my what now so this is not a this is not a plug or an advertisement for to, to get homeowner's insurance but i'm just letting you guys know when it comes to valuables and your vehicle do not leave them in your car so my car continues to have that little fit for a little bit and now I'm just like, oh my God. So I add some water to it. It calms down. I'm able to get it back home and I am just like wanting to rip my hair out. And, but it calmed down, so okay, cool. And I'm driving it a few nights later and, and that time I didn't get to look underneath the radiator cap to see if there was any grit. Because we had done a partial flush when we changed the thermostat out. But on to this next little, little scenario. I had run some errands for a friend and three things happened in the span of two hours. I am out of power steering pump fluid. My headlights are no longer working and my car overheated again and I was just like uh, like guys I bawled I was bawling I was crying I was so frustrated because 
I think I told you in the very beginning of starting this podcast that my headlights were one of the very first things to get fixed with a turn signal switch and brand new headlights. So, I'm pretty sure I have a short somewhere. That means electrical work, which means Julie has no idea what she's doing when it comes to electrical work on a vehicle, but I'm about to get educated, and you guys are going to be along for the ride. Yeah, I am excited about this. I'm trying to be. I'm really trying to be. Um, and my niece jokingly patted it the other day and was just like, come on, little lemon, don't be a lemon now. Be an orange. Make us some orange juice. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm like, I'd feel better if it made us wine, but okay, yeah, orange juice. But also, I'd be concerned if a car was <laughs> making orange juice. Anyway, so, yeah, coolant thrown a fit. And for any of you guys that caught the fact that I am out of power steering pump fluid, you go, if you've re- listened to my previous episodes, you're going, oh no, what now? Which is exactly what I'm thinking because I haven't been able to be out there to actually look to understand why I am still losing power steering fluid, but nowhere near as badly as I was before the rack and pinion and before a brand new power steering pump. Nowhere near as bad, but I'm still losing it and we are, we haven't had the time to get out there and look as to the, as to why it's doing this. So, I have to level up, re, ed, not re-educate, educate myself further on the power steering pump, and I'll be back with at, at the next episode to let you guys know what's going on with that and what's going on with my headlights. And I'm trying to think of a few other things. What else was there? Um... Yeah, cleaning the throttle body was the easiest part of my week last week, and um, I still don't have the power steering pump pulley completely placed on the car because we get the we get the bit from Fastenal because it was a screw, a washer, and a nut, and it cross threads the moment you stick it inside the place to refit the pulley onto the shaft. So. We are still racking our brains over that, and I'm about to just buy an installer kit just to have for myself because I like to have my own tools, and my dad's just like, no, we got a whole shop full of stuff. You you don't need to get that, and I'm like, but I want it for myself. Did I say I was buying it for you? No, I'm buying it for myself, okay? Okay. Anyway, so, but... We are, that pulley is one sixteenth off of being completely fitted. So the belt that was shredded, it is still enough together to to run in the vehicle. Um, don't judge me. Uh, I don't drive it very far. I don't drive it out of town or anything. So <laughs> but until we can get the, an install kit or figure out why that bolt is not working, this is where I'm at because um, I'm on a budget, girl's on a budget, and she's just knocking out things as they show up. So, we will get those things looked at in the upcoming week, 
provided nothing else happens with this car because I know that my podcast is called Julie and the Red and I know that this whole podcast is for me to talk about what I've learned with this car thus far. I know that, but does it still make me kind of want to, you know, just take a crowbar to it and beat the crap out of it and scream at it and yes, I talk to my car too, by the way, guys. I talk to my car, I tell it how awful it's being, I tell it that it's throwing a tantrum, and I tell it that it's being ugly to me, and that it needs to glow up like the diamond it's supposed to be. Now is it at this point? I don't know. I'm tempted to ground her. Am I? No. Because I'm stubborn, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it from beginning to end, start to finish, even if I get burnt out halfway through. So I have to see this come to fruition because I am determined and I want to learn these things for myself and share that with you guys. Whether you are here because someone is torturing you by, lis by you listening to this or you're like, tell us what happens next, Julie. I will gladly do that. <sighs> so I kind of derailed from the explanation of why you need a coolant flush but that is kind of part of this show this is very firsthand my ramblings and um yeah so what was i gonna say guys oh my gosh what the heck was i gonna say mm. coolant flush okay so yeah your coolant breaks down over time you have to have fresh coolant on a regular on a about every three-year basis for your daily driver, it should cost it shouldn't cost it should cost anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on how much coolant you need, how easy it is to access, or you can drain the coolant out and flush it. Um, it's it's a pretty easygoing thing to do. You can look up videos on YouTube. I highly recommend Chris Fix's Super Flush. That is the most detail-oriented one I have watched. Um, if you don't like him, find someone you do like on YouTube. I, in that case, I am third. I am third party sharing this information with you. But Chris Fix is who I like uh, for learning the processes and. Um, well, actually, I already knew how to do it. It's just, you know, I'm always looking for things that I maybe haven't tried yet. And when it comes to Chris Fix, I really like his stuff because he is so thorough. And I know that I am not always that thorough, which is why I always refer to him. Um, and my other frustration, guys, is really frustrated. Is I am, like, chomping at the bit to get the cosmetics rolling faster with this car and I keep getting I, I, at first I was just like it's a setback this is a setback this is a setback no this is the reality of a restoration this is the reality of why I am doing this and why I am sharing this with you guys is because you're getting you're getting what it's actually taking for someone who's doing this in their spare time on a car that is supposed to be a daily driver but isn't wanting to cooperate in that manner right now what she does have going for her is she does have good cruise control and she does have pretty amazing 
air conditioning when she's not overheating like a brat. So, but as for the overheating, I get it because I'm on a hormone patch and hello hot flashes. Oh my goodness. I, I understand the tantrum throwing. I'm just trying to tell her not when we're busy because we've got places to go, things to do, to get straight back home and to sanitize. Anyway, um, so yeah, we have those things to figure out because it went from just the power steering pulley to why am I losing fluid and why are my, ho why are my headlights not working? And so as for the fix on the headlights, I have an amazing best friend who dropped everything to come and help me because I had no headlights and it was getting dark and they took wires and they connected it and you can see this on my TikTok as well they connected it from the uh, regular headlights not the brights the regular headlights wire took a wire and spliced into that connected it to and ran it into my car took another wire, connected it to the positive on the battery, ran it into my car, to a switch, a toggle switch that toggles on and off, and we added some connectors to it, some, yeah, some connectors, some female connectors to it, and so if that overheated while I was driving, I could pull that, I could pull that um, toggle switch off, and I would lose my headlights, but it also keep my car from setting on fire, you know? So... I'm very grateful for that. I finished my drive home very quickly and safely and efficiently because of that switch. And um, if you want to see how I did that, it's on my TikTok, Julian the Red. Um, and I am about out of time for the night. I'm also keeping an eye on the weather, so I'm going to keep this one a little shorter than normal. Um, but when you're doing your coolant flush, you want to flush your coolant. You want to check your radiator for sediment to see if any sediment has built up in it uh, before the flush. And I'm talking more about coolant than the radiator. I'm gonna, I'll touch more on the radiators on the next episode. Um, you want to see how much sediment is coming out. And there's a few other factors to determine if you need a, a new radiator. And that is what I'm trying to determine with my car right now because my dad thinks that the thermostat for whatever reason is just sticking constantly. Well, that's why we replaced it. So this thermostat is brand new. It shouldn't be sticking unless, sorry, I have a hiccup. It shouldn't be sticking unless I have a water pump going out. And so if I have a water pump going out I'm gonna just bite the bullet. I'm gonna get a new water pump. I'm gonna get a new radiator and possibly new hoses. And I'm going to knock out everything like I talked about uh, a couple of months ago. And so I'm gonna save up the money and do that. So she might not get driven very much for a little while, but hey, that is the reality of a restoration. I am so extremely blessed for being able to have family that has allowed me to live with them and I pay my own bills and everything like that not that anyone asked but 
I am so grateful to have my dad's shop available to me right now as my son and I transition to getting our own place and, and everything. So, um, so yeah, um, and also guys, if you're first time listeners and you're listening to me ramble on, um, I grew up in an auto mechanic shop. I, it kind of got thrown to the back of my head for a very long time because I went to college, I had a baby, um, I, I was married for a time and now I'm back home with my son for a little bit and then we're going to get back on our feet and we're going to keep having so many, many, many awesome adventures. I'm so very excited for us and I want this car to be part of those adventures and thankfully my son has, has enjoyed working on this car and it is teaching him a skill that is that I'm happy to be passing on to him. Whether he has it just for the knowledge so he knows to not get cheated by people when he grows up when it comes to automotive work or if he turns this into a career or just, you know, a hobby like mom does. Um, it's important work and it helps with the lifetime and the maintenance of the vehicle that you have. If you so choose to have this as a hobby. But I want you to remember every hobby is an investment and what you and and the amount of time and the amount of knowledge that you absorb for it is what you get out of it as far as it bringing you joy. If I did not enjoy this in any way shape or form, would I still be doing this? Would I be on a would I be talking about it and trucking through on this podcast? No. No, I've been like, you know what, guys, say it for me, peace out. But no, that's not the case. I love doing this, even though I have to remind myself that I love doing it. I really do love working on cars and learning about cars. Um, I love to put things together. I love to reorganize things. And for some odd reason, that's, that's what I enjoy. One of my favorite things... And it's a weird one, but when the car is when a car is up on the alignment rack and I get to lay underneath the car and just look at everything that brings a car together to make it run. I know that may sound a little sappy, but like I'm just like it's just so cool. I guess it's the history buff in me. Like I just think about I'm like, you know, we went from from horse driven carriages to a vehicle that can carry us down the road at was in some cases like over 200 miles an hour depending on what you're driving hey and so i just uh (laughs) like i just i just look at it i'm just like all of the engineering and designing and the time and effort is taken for us to actually have a, a daily driver that gets us safely from point a to point b and takes us on road trips and adventures and everything. You know, your car is what you make of it when it comes to owning a car. And I know some people are like, oh, it's just a car, it, it gets me here and it gets me back, da 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 da. But I'm super grateful for vehicles. I'm super grateful for trucks and, and transportation. I'm a nerd about it for some reason. I guess it's because I grew up in an auto shop. I don't know. 
but I love it. I love learning about all different types. Um, and that is something else that I get to do on the show is I get to share that as well. So next episode, we'll talk more about radiators. I'll give you guys updates on things with the car and everything like that. Um, I can hear the storm uh, rolling in again. Uh, it's not going to be super strong till about 4 a.m., but like I said, I'm just trying to keep an eye on it. Um, this is... Uh, trying to think of what else. Okay, special thank you. Special thank you to everyone who is working in our hospitals right now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for showing up and doing what you do every single day. Thank you to the teachers and administrators um, over our education systems for the ones who are listening and looking out for the childrens and their for the children and their employees. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you to all of our truck drivers, our essential workers, like everyone. I it doesn't matter if you're working fast food or if you're a trucker. I'm grateful that you are able to still provide an income to your family but I really do hope that people are treating you well and with kindness and respect because we're all just trying to get through this right now we want to make it home safely to our family and so do those workers so be kind to each other be loving um, and take care of each other I thank all of you from the bottom of my heart I want to say a special thank you to every single person listening to my podcast, whether it's one or a million, I appreciate you all. And um, the final thing I want to talk about very briefly on here is a very dear friend of ours who owns Rosanna's here in uh, or out in Krebs, Oklahoma. I recommend this restaurant on a daily basis. And, I'm, and I recommend it on my podcast on a regular basis. Rosanna's in Krebs, Oklahoma has some of the best Italian food you will ever eat. And I highly recommend them. My favorite is the chicken parm with fettuccine alfredo. And uh, so one of the owners was hospitalized. Um, I don't have a lot of information, but they are closed until after tomorrow or until after today actually because it's Tuesday uh, and so uh, please please pray for the family of that restaurant and that she makes a full recovery and that I get to see her soon and just extend my love and care for her um, and yeah just um, if whenever they open back up uh, go by there get some carry out or if you dine in, do so socially distanced and safely. Be kind to the workers. And just, um, just yeah, enjoy yourself. Get some food from there. They're so good. <laughs> uh, I, do, I also recommend the toasted ravioli and the cheesecake. What else? Um, okay, so, as always, check your oil. Change your oil. Rotate your tires when you change your oil. Uh, go to my website, julianiman.com slash donate to donate if you're feeling generous. And I will see you guys in either a couple of days or in another week. We'll see. 
Um, I'm trying to get more of a schedule, and I'm trying to stick to it. I'm doing my best. But thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for listening, and you guys have a great night. Um, also, no texting when you're driving. Do not drive drunk. It's me being a mom right now. And, okay, now I'm done. Julie, Julie in the red, Jeep girl. Have a good night.